listening to news bad news Chiefs lost last night man hey I gotta did you know right did you know so we can start off a little start off on freight before we have some fun right here the state of Georgia the state of Georgia needs to spend between 3.4 billion and 4 billion dollars a year over the next 30 years to move freight efficiently through the state without it adding more congestion to metro Atlanta roads should we just uh yes they it. need it. They need to do it. It's those roads are terrible. Nobody oh. wants to go through there. It's one of the most congested places in the in the United States, and it's right below us. I hate it. And yes, I did no, know that. No, no, it's a great place to go. It's the home of Freight Waves Live Atlanta, May fifth and sixth. <laughs> That's a good. Yes. Point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to fight some congestion probably. Yes. Come no. at the right time. No, just leave her. Leave fly her in, here. Fly in. You'll be really near the Georgia, yes. the GICC. Yeah. Okay. Leave a little earlier, and then if you yes. fly in, you don't even have to get in the car. But Atl- but Atlanta, thank you for listening. Yes, you do need to improve those roads. That's uh, one of the did you knows from our Freight Waves newsletter. Yeah. Got a Super Bowl Learned hangover? New every day. I kind of I'm a little tired. Yeah, I'm a little tired. I was getting emotionally pulled in, uh-huh. thinking that my Niners were gonna do it. You know what I'm tired of? What? Baby I'm- nut. I hate oh. baby nut. Baby Nut is cynical. You have- He's bad CGI. He's a ripoff of Baby Yoda. Why is he cynical? I don't like the video they had on LinkedIn where the people who made Baby Nut were sitting there cheering and clapping and so happy for themselves about Baby Nut. The hashtag is vile. I wow. hate Baby Nut. Man, I tell you what, it must be effective. It really had a response. No, but me. it has so, like, wrestling fans will know this. There's a thing called go home heat, and older wrestling fans will know it as X Pac heat. And that means, yes, people know what you are, but they're, like, booing you to leave, not Ooh. booing you because they want to see you to stick around and lose. Well, I didn't understand why he talked to Dolphin. Like, right? anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. What are some good ones that you like? I liked uh, Smat Pac, of course. Yes, yes. yes with that Abby. was my favorite. I like the, uh, the Snickers one, Feed the World of Snickers. Yeah, good message. Good uh, message. Alexa with Ellen DeGeneres. That was funny with like the jester and everything. And we think of all of the uh, the people who automation. A- Alexa's at, at risk of replacing. Fortunately, they were very at risk people like um, like court jesters who, if they tell a bad joke, would get murdered. Well, yeah, I, I miss that one. Yeah. But, uh, but the Walmart one with all the characters, that was uh, the only thing I didn't like so did about you, it. Did you watch the game or were you more into the commercial? Well, no, I mean, the Walmart one that was like like nostalgia. I think people are getting a little sick of always having the member berries tugged, you know? Like, oh, remember this guy and that guy? Well, yeah, speaking of that, the, the Google one, right? The, no. the depressing Google one. Yeah. I mean, that was like really off tone too. Was that the, was that a strategy? It was like depressing, but also like surveillance state. It was like very Orwellian, yes. and it was like, like, do I really Google? I do you electric? Sh- you know every sh- single thing that happened in my life. I, okay. Yes. Yay, Google! It's not good, now we're man. friends. Well. Today yeah. we're talking about a bunch of things. Oil markets are tanking, so Craig Fuller's going to come in. He's going to tell us what's going on with that. And you know why? Why? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Spreading. Not Bud Light Seltzer. 21-day Wanderfest and Truck Girl Chad Boblet from Rate Per Mile Masters. He's done amazing stuff with, uh, with that board on Facebook. We talk about the power of social media all the time. And one thing we talk about quite a bit is personal branding. So Jose Socorro. J.B. Hunt and from Toastmasters, he's going to come on and tell us about the power of public speaking and branding okay. and all that kind of stuff, believing in yourself. Zach Strickland's going to do some data. Emily Zink is going to do big deal, little deal. And uh, I'm going to beat Donnie Gilbert in Market Expert Trivia. <laughs> we'll see. It's not rigged. Uh, all right. 
Yeah, uh, well, in the meantime, it's bill paying time. Yes, this this episode is brought to you by Redwood Logistics, a leading logistics platform company whose diverse solutions portfolio includes digital freight brokerage, flexible freight management, and innovative platform services that simplify the integration of disparate supply chain technology. Redwood connects its diverse roster of customers to the power of supply chain management technology and the industry's brightest minds. For more information, connect with us at Tell em, Chad. RedwoodLogistics.com Ooh, what are the headlines doing? Oh, what happened here? Uh, state legislators in Connecticut have scheduled a vote on a controversial plan to toll tractor-trailer trucks, paving the way, no pun intended, for a fee on heavy-duty vehicles to pay for the deteriorating highway infrastructure. Maybe Atlanta needs to do that. The vote slated for the week of November 10th was announced as hundreds of people packed into a nine-hour public hearing on a Friday, on a Friday, to discuss this plan. The $19.4 billion infrastructure plan, which, uh, what was the, the Atlanta one was like $90 million over 30 years. It said it, it needed at least. Probably so, over that. Know, Probably more than that, yeah. Take it where you can get it. <laughs> Yes, and under the proposal, the state would collect tolls from tractor-trailer trucks traveling on the state's highways at 12 electronic gantries. Hmm? The latest version of the plan limits tolls to heavy-duty trucks, but also contains an emergency clause that it could include smaller trucks and passenger vehicles. I mean, what, shouldn't everybody be paying for it? I don't know. Yeah. Justifying in front of the state legislator transportation committee, T.R. Brish, President of a small trucking company in Guilford, Connecticut, said the proposed tolls would add sixty grand in annual cost for his four-truck operation. The trucking fees are expected to generate $230.1 million a year, with towns where the gantries are located dividing 5% of the revenue generated for their own infrastructure projects. The Connecticut plan comes as the ATA is locked in a battle with the state of Rhode Island over its truck-only toll plan. The lawsuit, which is pending, claims that the truck-only toll is discriminatory. It violates federal regulations. The owner-operators are monitoring this closely. Yeah, I mean, and that's a dr- for all of that, it's a drop in the bucket for what George is going to be paying for annually. Oh, yeah. They're going to come, come by that. And another headline, a Texas jury recently awarded nearly, wait for it, $7.4 million to a man who was seriously injured when a truck driver hauling an oversized load veered off route for about 13 miles, struck a bridge, sending metal debris into yeah. the man's vehicle. Yes, on April 5th, 2017, Ronnie Claxton, 72, of Deval, Texas, was on his way home from work as a dump truck driver when a 1997 Peterbilt truck driven by Dennis Rayner who was hauling an oversized and overweight load, deviated from his approved route. And Rayner then struck a bridge, sending a 25-pound metal turnbuckle used to secure his load through Claxton's windshield. Wow. Todd Kelly, attorney for Ronnie Claxton and his wife Sandra, said the couple was actually willing to settle for $750,000, which is a tenth of the whole thing. In fact, they said... We were willing to settle for about a tenth of the verdict, but they were unwilling to do so. Kelly, a partner at the Carlson Law Firm, told FreightWaves the maximum amount that they were willing to offer us was around 150000 I imagine Cassandra Gaines is shaking oh, her bad little fists. Yes, she'll have something to say about that. Even better logistics is, shocker, no longer in operation following the bridge strike on what was U.S. Highway 83 in Austin, Texas. I mean, it still is. It's where it happened. I think the takeaway is the uh, truck driver was not properly trained, Kelly told Freight Waves. He could have pulled over, called 911, 
or asked for an escort, turned around, but he did none of those things and kept driving until he hit the bridge. He just went and he hit the bridge. And boy, did he. Why did he hit the bridge? I, I, it's I don't like, know. How could he not recognize that that thing was too low? There's such a, I think there might be like that lock-in compulsion too, where you're like, I can see it coming, but then your reptile brain just kicks in and is like, I'm going to take that bridge out. The reptile brain, yeah. All right, container ship lines and freight forwarders will keep minimal business operations through at least the first week of February as China's coastal provinces extend holidays due to this coronavirus outbreak, Chad. Have you heard enough about this yet? I have. You know, people ask us in the news if you get sick of covering stories, and the answer is yes, but it's an important one, and it keeps getting infected, and it's bleeding into uh, it's bleeding into our headlines, obviously, on the freight side. At first, people were like, well, how can there be a freight angle here? Well, it oh, is these, there's these plenty. ports are getting shut down. Yeah, it happened at a very bad time. The World Health Organization said they can, not that this can happen at a good time, but the WHO said the confirmed debt toll in China rose by 45 to 304 overnight as of Sunday. Sounds like some suppression of, what? like, we're going to, like, we're going to like, reveal this in junk. Total right? new cases confirmed in the country rose 21% to over 14,000. Man, in Massachusetts, they had their first case. Someone I, someone came back to Boston University there, 21-year-old. Have, have they uh, built those two uh, hospitals this yet in China? Probably not quite. I think that was a staged picture. Yeah. The, uh, the, you know, those living and working in the world's export factory face a very high risk of contracting the disease. Yeah. The World Health Organization, or WHO, said part of China's approach to limiting further cases is extending the Lunar New Year shutdown through February 9th, so about a week, in at least 14 cities and provinces. Seven of those are along China's coast. Despite the extended holiday container line, Haypag Lloyd said marine terminal operations in China are continuing as normal. Yeah, and then there's been some blank sailings going to Europe and things like that. So exciting stuff. Uh, well, I mean, sad stuff, but I mean, exciting Dramatic. in the sense that, uh, I don't know, like it, like I said, Massachusetts starts hitting close to home, especially for me. I don't know if we have any of these coronavirus infectees here in Tennessee yet, but I imagine it's only a matter of time because people are getting on airplanes. I don't know. They Well, they shut down all, all flights in and out. Uh, shut it down. All right, let's talk about, t- speaking of health, we'll talk trucker health now. With uh, Chad Boblet, we're going to bring him up on the line for five good minutes. Five, count of five, five good minutes. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. Hey, sorry. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. Chad. <laughs> hey, there we go. Hey, it's Chad. <laughs> there you go. You're sorry. You're on, there's a button on our board that, that's like an ear, and it means that you can only be heard in one set of headphones that we're not wearing. But we fixed it now. <laughs> hey, how are you feeling? So you did something that's incredibly crazy, maybe shocking, maybe extreme, and something that I attempted to do just last week. So it was very coincidental. You told me you were trying to do a 21-day fast. I only lasted 36 hours. Yeah, uh, well, the, I would say the thirty-six, the first 36 hours is probably the hardest part. And if you're doing a real long extended fast, uh, the last couple of days would probably be the hardest part because you're looking forward to uh, uh, hitting that goal and it starts messing with you. But I've been doing. I've been practicing for a long time. It's uh, it's it's part of my routine. Uh, helps, how, you know, trying to keep my body in check. How often do you do this? Oh, uh, I, I try to get started at least once a month. Uh, to do you know, the, uh, 
either either like a, a 24-hour fast or I'll go oh, and oh, do okay. a really long one uh, or a, a real long one like I just completed the Chet, 21 days. Chad thought you were saying you only eight, nine days a month. He was like, wait, yeah, what is that? Once a month. Yeah, no, I, I do a 16-8 approach uh, lately, and I find that hard enough. Uh, Dooner, though, apparently you didn't. Yeah, sorry. All, all the reading I've done, you know, uh, your, your biggest, uh, there was a, a recent book I just uh, just finished, and they were talking about that the 16-8 that you just talked about. Yeah. Is, uh, it gets uh, that, that fast actually gives you more benefits than, than the extended fast than any other fast. You, you well, actually hmm. uh, reach a autophagy, uh, autophagy, which is rebuilding your body. And cells and stuff. Doing the sixteen eight, you, you do it with extended with the the longer ones as well. But the sixteen and eight is such is such an easy one to do, and that's uh, it's got it's uh, it's got a lot of benefits. Well, it must be some of your your that must be kind of a mental psychological game you're playing there too, and gotta, maybe your, some of your marine training comes into well, play. Ch- Chad, you you deal yeah. with truckers a lot. Is this the kind of diet that it, it, I don't think it'll be safe for someone who's actually driving over the road, right, to do 21 days? Or were you fine? Were you able to? Were you not lightheaded? Were you not dizzy? Were you clear of mind? I I, I could do it and go on the road. I, and during the winter time, uh, most of my stuff is going to be. This winter, by the way, is uh, is more local. I'm not going to be. Uh, not, it's not going to be too hard on me. And again, I've been doing this a long time, so I've I've got a good. I know how my body. It, I know how I react to it and how I feel. Uh, you might, um, for someone that's never done it before, I I would say go at it. You know, one day, two day, three day. Go at it real slow and build yourself up to it. And know and know what your goals are. Know uh, how your body's feeling when you when you start doing it. I would add for uh, passing a DOT physical uh, that e- even if I'm not doing the fasting and like, let's say I need to go do my DOT physical the next day, I will certainly uh, do a 24 hour fast before doing the DOT physical. And the number one, and this, this will surprise you, but the number one reason why I do that is because it gives me, it, it gives me better eyesight and, uh, and I want to make sure that they don't that they don't say, you know, I need to have uh, I need to wear glasses. That they don't put no restrictions on me ah. about saying I need to wear glasses. And I've it, heard that. You know, the, the that fasting, it does, I promise you, it gives me such perfect vision. I'm I'm in my forties now, so I need to I got to do what I got to do to to pass those tests. And that's one of them. I don't like wearing glasses. You know, a yeah. long time ago I got I did LASIK, so that you and did. I know it does that. And, uh, and it also, it also will, will, will definitely lower your blood pressures because if you go in and you got high blood pressure, they'll say, well, you got to get this under control. You got to take medication. I don't want to get into taking medication. If I fast for 24 hours, my blood, my blood pressure will be completely normal. Well, I wonder if there's, um, that's a lot of dense information right there, which actually could be useful for a lot of, uh, over the road drivers. I'm sure actually I was about to say, I was kind of going to make a joke that I bet some drivers, uh, would probably stand to enjoy fasting with their food options on the road, but actually maybe it's a real thing. Yeah. Did you lose oh, a bunch absolutely. of weight? Chad, did you lose some, I mean, I imagine you must've lost a decent amount of weight, right? Over 21, 21 days. I, I, every time I do this, uh, when it, you, you'll lose a whole bunch at the very beginning and then it'll slow, then it slows down. But if you add it up, you, it comes out to around a half a pound a day. 
Does it target some hard to reach fat areas that might be hard to reach otherwise? <laughs> like inside the liver and those, <laughs> those things, places get stored but away. The, the, it's, it's, it's great that you asked that. Now, um, from what I've learned, and I do a lot of reading about this, uh, is that the weight, the, the weight that you lose uh, mostly in and in in an extended fast uh, comes from uh, the, the fat that are near, I guess the fat that's near your organs or around your organs inside your uh, body, uh, that's the fat that your body will go after first to start burning it at it, the beginning. They did a density scan. Uh, I don't know, I, you start getting into the medical stuff, and I can't explain it that well, but they did this thing where, yeah. where, someone, where they weigh someone, and they're able to weigh, by put, and put them in water, they're able to weigh their muscle to like see. Like a witch. Did they, how, yeah, they're able to, yeah, they're able to see. Did they by doing the fasting? Did they lose muscle or did they lose fat? And they were able to determine they lost fat, and this is where the fat came from was from their organs. That is fascinating, man. I'm becoming a believer more and more. I I used to I used to think it was tapping into my muscle. I was like we're on a workout routine. It's like oh, a DEXA scan check. Got to got to keep keep those calories <laughs> in. Invented well, by Archimedes when he jumped in the bathtub. No, I don't I, know if that's exactly. Hey, Chad. I would recommend uh, uh, one uh, one book. I would highly recommend is uh, uh, by Dr. Jason Fung. It's called The Obesity Code, and that was it's packed with really great information. The Obesity Code. Okay, wow. what a hey, fantastic yeah. segment, here. Mr. Boblet. These uh, these segments go by way too quick. We we only have seven minutes from, so we'll have to have you back on again in the very near future. But in the meantime, when people want to read up, and and they, I recommend they go to Rate Per Mile Masters on Facebook. Join that group. You guys put a ton of great information, but where else can they reach you? That, that's, that's it. Right from our masters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my email is boblebrothers at gmail.com. Okay. Um, but that, that's, that's predominantly where you'll find me and get, and get a response from me is, uh, it's on Facebook. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, it's uh, really well known there. That's Thanks, where, man. Yeah. Everybody should go and check it out and see what's got you fired up. Thanks, mm-hmm. Chad. Thank you, Chad. We really appreciate it. See, I, I don't know which Chad I like better, Chad Boblet or Chad Prevost. <laughs> oh! No, we all love, though, Mr. Zach Strickland, because all he is is Strickland business. Getting down the bid Great. You <laughs> must you must work out to that. Like, look at look at your shoulders; they're very Delta round. Ones. Have you ever done a twenty one day fast? We were just talking to Chad Boblet from Raper Mile Masters. He just broke his fast today. Oh my gosh! Twenty one days. Twenty of what? One not eating days. He had to water have something. Own. No, no, it's wa- this water. This is a, only. It's it's, a, it's it's becoming a thing. Yeah, man. go on YouTube. A lot of people are doing it, and Chad Boblet is one of them. And he said the hardest part is like you know how like if you don't like I did thirty six hours and I thought I was gonna die. Like your body starts to hurt and you feel weird. He said, once you get past that, though, it's fine. You did what? the hardest part and then you stopped. I know, then I stopped. But he made it seem like only it's only worthwhile to do it for like a week because that's when you lose most of the weight and all that stuff. Oh, and, that's And then he said point. diminishing returns afterwards. That sounds terrible. I don't want to I don't want to do that. <laughs> Go on a 21 not, day fast. It improves your eyesight. Uh, apparently it improves your eyesight. <laughs> I don't I don't care. Uh, <laughs> all, the fat around, all the fat around your organs yeah. is targeted first. You'll hang that's, on to it. Fine. That's fine. I you need don't need that, that terrible 21. That's like being in like a prisoner. Like a like it, like it, for that to happen, I'd have to be kidnapped or something. I know Gandhi no. did it for like forty days, right? Yeah. I mean, those, like the those Survivor shows, Naked and Afraid or whatever. Yeah, they do that. That's 
Uh, no, I don't want any part of that. Do you remember when Survivor first came out? They used to not feed them well at all. Like they would have to, they would have like one bag of rice and they would lose legitimately yes. a ton and ton of weight. And then it would be shocking when you'd see them at like the, uh, the reunion afterwards and you'd be like, oh, they look better on the island. Yeah. It was weird how <laughs> much be better. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, here's yeah. a bag of rice. Split it how you see fit. Yeah. <laughs> now they give them a lot more stuff, but yeah. they used to, it used to be pretty extreme. Well, you know, we're talking about uh, coronavirus. It seems mm. to be it seems to be virus. at every yeah. media outlet that you can think of. There's going to be a well. Uh, how could it possibly, uh, Doctor Strickland? How could it be impacting the trucking or just the freight market? Uh, the freight market in general. So every year we have Chinese New Year. Okay, yeah. y'all know what that is, right? Yep, heard about yeah. it. Yeah, year of the Rat. <laughs> that's right. Should they it extend it? Yeah, well, they, they are. They are extending it apparently. So. What it is, is all these, you know, out in these Asian countries, China, they take about, you know, two weeks, get their stuff in order. Uh, you know, the, the holiday only lasts for a week, but then it takes them a while to get back in the yeah. factories, get back to where they're going. Because that's where they, it's kind of like a transition period. It's like sweep out the old, bring in the new. They go visit families. They leave the areas they live in to go visit where they were born. It's like a the salmon run, if you will. In Do the you know Northwest. why they celebrate it? Uh, it's Lunar New Year. No, I, the I dragon neon. He used to come to the village and oh, eat no. the children. But then one day, this this Lord. older gentleman, he walked in the village and he said, "I can take care of this dragon menace for you. That's killing the children. You all just have to leave the village." And so they leave and they come back and there's there's all this red up and they heard loud noises while they're away and they come back and he was like, "I've defeated the dragon neon and now he's gone off into the mountains and will never come back." But I have a theory on this. I think that it was like Scooby-Doo. I think it was this old guy all along who was like terrorizing the village. And then like he, maybe. Wow. Wow. What, when was that? Like, well, I don't know, like hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Thousands of years yeah. ago, whenever it started. Well, whatever it is. Well, they slayed the dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's over now. Well, the lunar but... calendar is all about a race too. Did you know that? The no. Chinese calendar. No. And the rat, he rode on the back of a boar and then he jumped on oh, the back I of the have. boar. Wow. The I have heard some sort yeah. of crazy story Look like that. Look at you yeah. sporting yeah. all yeah. the knowledge. <laughs> I love those random useless yes. facts. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> no, but the, I mean, China produces most of the imported volume into the United States. Uh -huh. uh, roughly 40% of it came in last month. Uh, so when they stop producing stuff, we stop importing stuff. And what that means is that we don't have things to move. So every year, Port of L.A. basically drops off in volume. And it, it really impacts the rail quite a yeah. bit because a lot of those containers hop on the rail right from the port, head off into the distance. Uh, but trucking volume is also impacted. And it, it impacts the trucking market differently than it does the rail market. Rail market is a lot more immediate. Uh, I think volumes dropped about 25% last year. Uh, right away, as the about four weeks after Chinese New Year, uh, and it extended for a couple of weeks after that till it was finally fully recouped sometime in uh, April. Uh, the trucking market, Los Angeles volumes dropped really rapidly as well. Uh, but again, last year was kind of a hot year for all the import stuff, you know, the trade war and all that. So I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be that huge of an impact this year. But then we have the coronavirus mm -hmm. jumping on top of it. So the the real problem here is that. Even after the Chinese New Year impact hits, it's going to take longer to recover because a lot of these people that were in these factories, they're not able to get back. And then there's also the impact to transportation over there. People aren't able to move between provinces. Uh, I think the, the mm -hmm. Hubei or Wuhan area is about 500 miles, five to 600 miles from Shanghai and uh, Shenzhen, Shenzhen. Uh, yeah. the, the, you know, the Hong Kong area. Uh, which is where all that happens, but it's it's a manufacturing heavy area. Uh, a lot of upstream products are made there, but a lot of the people that took off for Chinese New Year 
went to Hubei <laughs> and yeah. can't come back. So terrible stuff. Hey, Zach, when is your show on this week? So 2 p.m. on Wednesdays. Freightonomics. Freightonomics. And we're, 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 we just started a series where we're diving deeper into just, you know, really basic freight terms, yeah. freight, freight concepts, uh, how that's, how that works. You know, if, you know, I know that it, a lot of people here have a lot of standard questions. They never worked in transportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of questions back in the day. So we're really hitting some of these topics like, you know, like what's deadhead and what yeah. does that some mean? Evergreen yeah. content. Yeah. yeah. Just to yeah. kind of give everybody a nice, uh, you know, cause I went for years without knowing what prepaid or collect meant. Yeah. You know, and wow. I didn't, I didn't really... you made it, but you still did fine. Uh, yeah, no, I figured it out when, when I had to. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to go play well, Donnie and Market Expert Trivia, but nope. we really appreciate you joining us. All right. Yes, yes thanks. Thanks uh-huh. for getting down they to business. They go by quick, don't they, these seven minutes? I eggs? know. It's fly by. Especially when you're getting educated. Like yeah. This. And we learned about uh, yeah. the Chinese calendar. Well, now it's time for Market Expert Trivia. I get to take on, I get to feast upon this man walking into the booth right now. Market Expert Trivia. Are you looking behind you? You're the man I'm going to feast on. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> now we have another game. What is this one called? Oh, oh market experts to play. Market expert trivia. Hello. Would you like to play a game? Whoa. He's not He's trying, trying to intimidate, intimidate you, you or anything. All right. That's your buzzer. That's my buzzer. Oh, well, I'm up here? Yeah. Yeah. So you need your to get your hand at? nice and close. Yes. No, you, you, have like, you have to keep it on the table a little bit. We got—I don't know. Somewhat keep it here. on the down low. We'll call it, well, here, well, ladies the, and gentlemen, we are playing of, of demarcation. Now, where's your buzzer at? Here. Yours? I think you got a little further to go, don't you, Don? Hey, a lot further. To go. I know yeah. that's not true. Here, right. that, that looks a little more. Fair. All right, let's go. Okay, we're playing coronavirus market expert trivia, where where we source our questions from our infographic wizards. Today's Quizlet is in the form of a public safety announcement. So, question number one, true or false? The name of coronavirus currently causing a global health scare is the 2020 novel coronavirus. 2019. That's false. False. 2019. 2019. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good job. Oh, by the way, there's seven questions. Okay. All right. Not just five. All right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's called the 2019 because I guess that's kind of when it um, began, right. even though we're hearing about it now well into 2020. True or false? There is a vaccine for the coronavirus. False. False is correct. Just like any Wait, virus. I flag on the play, but there's a false start, but all right. There is no vaccine and no cure. <laughs> you do what you normally do, which is fluids, hey, rest, the question and quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Number three, true or false? Health officials currently know the origin of the 2019 novel coronavirus. It is yeah, false. I, okay, why is it false? Why is it false? Yes. Because they don't know right. the origin. They're just like, don't know. You're right. If they, they knew why they knew, then they might know. <laughs> false it is. That was kind of a tie, but you right. answered first. Yes. They know the earliest reports obviously came from the Wuhan province, specifically traced to a seafood and animal market, but the virus probably originally emerged from an animal source and is now spreading human to human. All right. Yes. That's a false start. (laughs) Number four. Number four. True or false? The 2019 coronavirus is the same as the SARS virus. Yes, Donnie. False. 
That's correct. So two to two. It, I would it, argue that's not true. It's not the same. It's in the same family. Well, it's not the same virus. That is correct. It, but I'm right. It's false. It has <laughs> genetic <laughs> similarities while researchers are currently- oh, so I was right. It was false. It's not the same virus. He said it's false. Yes, two to I two. I thought you said it was true. No, he said right, it's false. Fine, fine, fine. Wow. Uh, and by the way, it is, uh, it's, it's got <laughs> genetic similarities to SARS. SARS was another coronavirus that emerged to infect people. It came from civet cats, which are a special wild kind of cat. Um, that civet cats? Yeah, C- uh, C-I-V-E-T. Oh, I thought you said civic, like they do their civic duty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, and actually MERS is another coronavirus yep. that emerged to infect people. It came from camels. Mm. What? Camels. Camels. Yeah. Let's kill them all. All right. So we've got a tie, ladies and gentlemen, going into question number five, coming around the corner. True or false? At this time, it's unclear how easily or sustainably this virus is spreading between people. Yes, Donnie. True. That's correct. Three to that, two. That was first, though. His no. thing lit up first. Yep. All right. All right. Hey, there's still two more, man. It's I'm not like too late. A foot further away. All right. Well, we're getting a little competitive here, aren't we, guys? Uh, all right, true or false, CDC health officials suggest we should wear face masks to aid in the virus's spread. False start. Uh, I, I, but then I got it right. Start, I got it right. It's false. It's true. false. They shouldn't wear Oh, he's wrong anyway. It's false. False. CDC does not currently recommend yeah. the use of Woo! face masks among the general public. If they did, why wouldn't you be wearing one right now? While limited. Yeah. Anyway, it's basically because they don't think it's spread enough in Yet. the United States. All right. Not because they say they're okay. ineffective. I thought it was All right. For the tiebreaker, it is three to three. We've got a had a great series here, ladies and gentlemen. Number seven, and I will not let you answer if you have a false start. Okay. All right. Number seven, true or false? There have been... 11 confirmed cases of the coronavirus in the U.S. Yes, Donnie. False. No, it's true. Oh, Oh, man. That was a big risk. You took a 50-50 shot on winning the game, but you know what? Like like Eminem said, mom's spaghetti. Um, Peter Steady, you, as you of gotta, as of Monday morning, there were champion. at least eleven confirmed cases in the U.S. of seventeen thousand two hundred and five in more than two dozen countries. Yeah. The vast majority of them in China, uh, and there have been three hundred and sixty-one deaths, all of them in China, except for one confirmed right. in the Philippines over the. Thank weekend. you for joining us, Donnie. We got to make a all phone right. call now. Yep. We, all we all try right. to get back on Thanks, schedule. Thanks, Donnie. All that right. was Nine nice for joining us. We really appreciate <laughs> it. That was very competitive, very Always entertaining. Enjoy a nice win. As we call Jose Socario from JBN. Hey, Jose, thanks for joining us, man. Got a little bumper for you. What's up? What's going on? Now trending in supply chain. Boom, you know what's trending in supply chain, Jose? I do not. Okay, can you turn us down in the background, too? It's like being on the radio. We can hear ourselves from the past. You are trending. And- no, br- personal oh. branding is. Personal and, and branding. You do a lot with Toastmasters. You work for J.B. Hunt, but why do you do Toastmasters, and why is it important to be a good public speaker? Chad could learn a lesson. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they say less is more, and it's all about articulating your message to your audience well. And here at J.B. Hunt, our leaders do a great job of keeping it simple, but with uh, significance. Yeah, you've uh, well, you've been at JB Hunt for what a little over a year and a half. Like, what what do you do? What do you do there now in your uh, somewhat new role? Well, I'm actually uh, I cover freight. I'm a capacity procurement rep, and I work for the High Valley Expedited team. 
So we work with all kinds of freight, all kinds of customers, and we're all around the clock, and we're about serving our customers, J.B. Hunt, and the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Shelly Simpson was just on radio with us on SiriusXM's uh, Road Dog Trucking on, on Freightways Radio. It was a good time. She was talking about the uh, 5 million milers, Chad. They have a bunch of those. Did you, but did you know also J.B. Hunt's more than 10,000 of their workers are, are veterans? Isn't that right, Jose? Yes, I did know that. I have the privilege to work with all kinds of great veterans and learn from them. And they may learn something from me, probably what not to do. Oh, but they're, I like they're a man a who's group. humble. Yeah, and uh, I learned a lot from them, and I'm just thankful for their service to our country. But I do like the initiatives, like the uh, ability to hire 10,000 veterans by a certain amount and celebrating drivers for safe driving. That's pretty impressive. Hopefully my insurance company can reward me when I drive a safe million miles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think they do it the way J.B. Hunt does it, though. They really go after their drivers. Dude, I haven't – so I'll tell you something. I haven't gotten a ticket since I was 17 years old. I haven't gotten a ticket or gotten an accident. I don't mean to jinx myself. But, like, I haven't seen any major reductions in my auto insurance over that. And I've been, like, I've been pretty good on the road out there, Mr. Prevost. So I don't, Dude, that's all I'm saying. I, mean, <laughs> well, well, I, I don't know. I'm just I, saying I agree I, with you, Jose. You, I really empathize with your slant here. Uh, you you talk a lot about personal branding. You're on LinkedIn a whole bunch. You're doing all those kind of things. Uh, give us some advice. What should someone do who wants to uh, elevate their clout, their personal brand? No, absolutely. That's a great question. I, I say, I, I'll tell you this. I've been on LinkedIn for about 10 years. So there's a lot I've seen. There's a lot that I've learned not to do. And there are things that I am trying to do. I think the biggest thing is study your timeline. In other words, read the post, see what your network's doing, and then kind of take a grasp of what they're doing. And then from there, kind of decide, all right, what do I want to do? Do I want to specialize in my sector or do I want to specialize in something that I enjoy in life? So I work in transportation. So one of the things I learned early on about J.B. Hunt is that our executives and our leaders, they're really good about getting the news out about transportation and also informing clients and associates. So I decided, well, let me start learning about transportation, which for the record, I am a student. And will always be. And so outlets like Freightwaves is definitely a good resource. But I would definitely say be a student. So that is engage with the game changers or the Tom Brady's of, of your segment. And the second thing is I would definitely engage. But aside from engaging, I definitely would advise people not to post everything and anything. I yeah. see that a lot in LinkedIn. People like to post self-help. Or Apologize. the five best ways to declutter your mailbox. Sorry. Or the two best ways <laughs> to uh, maximize your energy. And I'm Guilty. like, 10 years ago, that was great. <laughs> but now, I think we need to be more realistic. I think more uh, more professionals are a little more uh, savvy on LinkedIn. So you got to do something to separate yourself. So <laughs> one of the things I did was engage with the big shots in transportation and started to like and share and converse, which is how we connected. And you have to be authentic and genuine. I think so. Number one, be a student. Number two, engage with the leaders in the industry. And three, be authentic. Don't just like and share it for the sake of liking and sharing, but just be real intentional with the people you do interact and the material you do share. I love that message. Lots of great content on uh, each of these segments. So you you say less is more as well, uh, and you do some public speaking. Uh, Jose, what, what, what do you, what, what are some of the messages that you're, uh, that you communicate when you get out on the road and do some speaking? Yeah. So when I get out on the road and do some speaking in the lovely Northwest Arkansas, 
I usually like to talk about experiences that I've had. So with Toastmasters, they have a, an educational platform that allows you to give certain speeches on certain topics. So it allows you to stay focused. It allows you to prepare. And it also allows you to be educated in what you're researching. So one of the best things about Toastmasters is being able to give your message in five minutes or less. And so that's helped me to really declutter because I'm long-winded, believe it or not. And so I've had to learn in the years to keep my message short and keep it to the point, although my wife likes to remind me <laughs> that I still talk too much and still take forever to tell my story. So learning to land the plane, that's, that's the big one. Hey, Jose, right. so how do people reach out to you and learn more? We have to, with these segments go quick, these seven-minute ones. Yeah, so absolutely. continue the talk. Yeah, uh, jose.thecorawymail.com or just reach out to me on LinkedIn. And like I said, I'm here to help, serve, and uh, grow with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us Great today. to we meet you. Good stuff, time. man. Thanks. Excellent stuff. Good stuff. It was nice. It was nice to hear from him. And now we just keep it moving today as we, we have, have breaking news and a developing situation. And CEO, you know him as Craig Fuller. Hey, what's up, Dooner? How what's are you? Dude? Bad? Hey, what's up? That moon pie cup is becoming a staple, too, of your I, uh, I, like it's part of your wardrobe now. I, I think so. But I need <laughs> to, uh, you know, they don't sponsor. So no, I, I need to do what they do on the uh, TV network so they don't sponsor is like Blur tape it, it up. Like a rap video? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, they're not a sponsor, although I am a fan. Yeah. Moon Pie is a, a good cake brand. Yeah. Sponsor us, Moon Pie. But we are. We are taking sponsor opportunities to be the cup. Speaking yeah. of, did you know Chad Boblett hasn't, he, he ate for the first time in 21 days today. He literally fasted for 21 days. He does days. that, I think, every year. Wow. Yeah. Like it's once a yeah. year or something. He, that's, isn't that intense? He's studied <laughs> a lot. He's got a lot of facts about it. Um, by the way, Naked River has a, has a Moon Pie beer. I tried the Moon Pie coffee. Don't recommend it. It's strong stuff. It's like Dude, it's like dessert. sugar. It's yeah. like pure, pure yeah. sugar. It tastes if you want, like a moon pie. It does, but you don't want to drink it. Like, <laughs> if you want to know what it tastes like, just just like churn up and put it in a, bl- a moon pie in a blender. And then put another couple cups of corn syrup and sugar, Ugh. and you will know what this is like. It's a massive surge of sugar. Woo! And I'm a person that consumes more sugar than other foods. Okay, so that's saying and something. And so I didn't like it. You're going to talk about engine sugar, right? Black oil. I am going to talk about oil. So oil today, because of the coronavirus, has sold off pretty aggressively over the weekend. So we're seeing oil hover around $50 a barrel, uh, which if if you look at it where, you know, this is down from a couple of months ago in the 60s and 70s. So we're seeing a drastic drop off. Um, China has come out and, uh, or at least forecast on Chinese oil demand is down by a million barrels a day. Wow, which is about twenty percent, and it's because of the fact that nobody's driving and their their factories are being shut down. So that's having a huge, huge overhang on the oil markets. And so, what's happening? Have, have the suppliers gotten together and said they're not going to supply? Well, or? Saudi Arabia has has basically come in and said that they're going to cut production, and they want to have an emergency OPEC meeting to cut production, uh, which is keeping some basis of support on oil. So we're, we did see oil drop. A lot this morning, and then it's uh, uh, rallied a little bit. Uh, but then I just checked it before we came on air, and it's dropped again. So we're we're going to see. It's fifty dollars is a critical point from a technical analysis standpoint. So if it breaks below fifty, uh, then it could uh, it could drop. Now you got to keep in mind what this means. This is a good thing if you're paying fuel cost short term, but it has a dramatic impact on. Uh, U.S. freight demand 
and so let's not forget that is okay. Um, the a large part of the U.S. manufacturing industry is tied into oil and oil production. So the last time we saw oil drop was related to Ch- the Chinese uh, slowdown in the market in 2015, 2016, uh, c- completely imploded because the the Chinese market went into uh, you know it had a significant downfall. And because of that, uh, the entire commodities market started crashing. And when it started crashing, that actually uh, really impacted freight demand in the United States. So we saw oil uh, hit $26 a barrel in January of 2016. And that was a critical point uh, and a critical moment. Uh, and uh, it had not gone there since I, I uh, really, I think, uh, on a cost-adjusted basis for, for many, many years. Wow. So in terms of impact to... The person working at a carrier or something, is this something to be concerned about at the moment or just monitor the situation? Well, I think freight demand, if if oil does drag on for months, you have to understand that it. when we see $50 a barrel oil, the recovery cost on U.S. production is in the 30s. Uh, the problem is they have to transport it from the field to Henry Hub, which is where they actually sell the oil. So it takes about $20 a, a a barrel for transportation cost, and so if it if it gets below fifty, then U.S. oil production or oil uh, prices end up being uh, they, it's hard for them to keep up uh, and be competitive on an oil market. So because of that, you could see significant slowdown in freight demand. Oil has is an important driver of freight demand, and I I'm looking we're looking at the Chinese coronavirus the impact of that. And even if it's something we see in mainland China, it, it's having an outsized impact on freight. So we could see a slowdown on all freight markets. We've seen air capacity get cut or we've seen ocean capacity uh, get cut. And now we're seeing uh, potentially truck demand volume because both air and ocean are slowing down could could also uh, be impacted tremendously. How do you contain it? I mean, there's no cure. There's no vaccine yet. How do they stop like SARS I'm, and MERS? Dude, I don't know. I'm not an expert. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it would be great to get someone who knows more about these viruses than I do. And I don't think we we as a, as a company have anyone qualified to talk about it in depth other than what the research we do. Um, but I, I do think the question is going to be, does do they quarantine the entire population? We've seen the United States uh, basically say if you're a non-resident of the U.S. and you have been in China within 14 days, you have to go in quarantine. And this very well could be a situation where countries around the world, Italy has also done much the same. We, we could see a situation where people start demanding quarantines. And, and if you see this happen, it's going to really have an, a massive impact on supply chains because it, it's going to impact the flow of people and goods. And I think companies are going to be, I mean, they, 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 let's look at the upside to this, is they've had effectively two and a half, three years of knowing that there's been a change um, in terms of global supply chain. So companies are better prepared yeah. in terms of dealing with disruptions uh, that impact places like Asia. But this is different than a tariff, because a tariff is a cost, right? Uh, this is actually, com- like, it's one thing to say, okay, we have a margin built in our products, uh, that we can absorb the cost of tariffs, we're talking about effectively shutting down manufacturing facilities and not even having access to those goods. And what that will actually do is it will mitigate the supply of goods on the world market. And so countries that maybe don't have this uh, trade issue, actually what we'll end up doing is it will create inflation for goods 
because you'll have had to find alternative sources, as well as just overall tightness and demand or tightness and supply of those goods. So we could see a, a pretty tremendous impact. This is one of those volatile situations. We, we say you can't completely predict the future because there's things that are going to be happening. This could have an outsized impact on what happens in 2020. What's a good way to monitor the situation? Well, so I think one of the uh, really two ways that we think about monitoring situations is number one is uh, if, you're, if you're talking about freight rates, we've cre- uh, created a new uh, rate predictor tool, which uses current information based on uh, the current supply and demand. You know, we have 220 fleets that feed in approximately 70,000 trucks. We get their data on all of the elements of their cost, helps us understand, plus our tender rejection data and our tender data tells us what the state of the market is. The nice thing about that is you can't take historical rates and be able to draw all your conclusions about the future if you have these black swan events. And that's what continues to happen in freight, whether it's trade disruption, yeah. weather, or this coronavirus has, has a tremendous, so all of those outda- all those models effectively become outdated because of the change of flow of product. And that's happening every day. It's happening yeah. all the time. And that's why only using historical rate data puts you at a tremendous disadvantage in a market where most freight transactions are priced within 48 hours. So seeing the waterfall, seeing how carriers are reacting in the market gives you a leading indicator to freight rates and freight demand, uh, which actually is far advantageous than looking at price assessments only to draw your conclusion. So that's the first thing. The second thing is one of the things that we have just recently rolled out was a overnight rack fuel price forecast. And when, what it does is it has a 90% accuracy on predicting rack fuel prices. Well, it's based on the trading of the uh, oil contracts uh, on the, the New York Mercantile Exchange or the CME. And because of that, you can actually for, forecast with 90% accuracy what rack fuel prices are going to do. In a situation where you have oil dropping five, you know, four and five percent, that's going to start to show up in rack prices at the pump, but it shows up a day late because there's this lag. So it shows up tomorrow. Well, one of the things we have is this new fuel forecast for rack prices that we've introduced a few weeks ago. And so at 3.30 is when we issue it. We, we get the data in about uh, uh, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we publish that data. And so we will know what oil prices, I'm sorry, what rack diesel prices will be. Uh, uh, and remember, that's wholesale prices. So a little bit different than retail. You probably won't see immediate impact. The truck stops tend to not pass on the savings as fast as the rack. So what you'll see is these index-linked contracts related to wholesale buying of diesel fuel uh, react really quickly because they're heavily tied into the futures markets uh, as it relates to diesel and oil. Um, uh, those react almost immediately. It takes about 24 hours. But then on, on the retail market, it sometimes can take days, if not weeks, to sort of see it. And there's always sort of a tightness, and uh, they, don't, they don't pass 100% of the savings on. So what you'll see is you'll see this widening band uh, between the wholesale and retail prices. And so that spread that we talk about, fuel S is the sonar ticker, mm-hmm. will start to widen because the retail prices stay rel- relatively high and the wholesale prices drop. So I would expect a pretty widening basis overnight in terms of the two. And then I would expect that companies that are buying their fuel on rack prices, which tend to be the larger carriers, anybody with 25 trucks or more, is likely buying on a rack-based contract. They're going to be the beneficiaries of those cheaper fuel prices. Now, fuel surcharges, 
this is the thing that is, is commonly understood is fuel surcharges are based on retail prices. And so if retail prices stay abnormally high or higher than rack, then the larger trucking companies will be a beneficiary of those cheaper rack prices, their cost, but they will still have higher fuel surcharges, which they benefit from. Wow. So at 3.30 today, that data will be out, right? It's the data. And what you'll see is we've just released our uh, interactive videos or animations, which actually is really cool. Like if you're watching Bloomberg or CNBC, you'll you notice they show the charts on the, on the screen. We've introduced that too as well uh, as part of our media lineup. So those fuel prices, those overnight right prices will be published at 3.30. I'm anxious to see what the data looks like. Yeah. Uh, we won't know until after we get that. So at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, Today, we will see what uh, oil or diesel rack did over the weekend because there is no there's no painting over the weekend. There's no published yeah. between Friday and, and Monday. And um, so that Monday is the first time since this weekend that sort of this is priced. And I think reality is starting to set in. Coronavirus looks like a pretty significant impact. Yeah. Um, Got to keep it contained, quarantine. I don't. I mean, do you think, is it possible to contain 1.6 billion people? Yeah. Well, I, I, all I remember about SARS is that they were able to, and this was almost 20 years ago, but they were able to contain it re- relatively quickly. And that seems, but that to be was at key. a time when, it you know, the very, Chinese economy, I think is up you know, something yeah. like two X of what it was. I mean, it's double, it's, I think it's almost tripled the size in terms of, and relative volume, uh, in terms of relative to market share. I think it went from seven percent of the of the global economy to seventeen percent of the global economy. Wow! Yeah, uh, from two thousand three to two thousand nineteen or two thousand twenty. So the the question is, can you you can you know they did quarantine it, they did quarantine SARS, right? Yes. Over time, it took them a yes. while, but can they can they the infection this infection from what I've read travels much faster. Wow. In terms of it's 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 a much more transferable illness. It has a far less fatality rate than SARS, SARS did. Then? It's but genetically similar to SARS. It's genetically similar, but it doesn't pass on as easily from what I've read oh, person to person. Interesting. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting, but regardless of what happens, our you know, our global freight economy is very, very dependent upon China. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what we have to watch. I mean, I, I look, I look, I'm, I have a family, and obviously, I'm, I'm concerned about my family and, and you know, folks in this industry, and certainly don't want to hit in our shores. Um, but having said that, uh, you also have to look at it from a freight perspective. It's gonna, it's gonna have a, an outside well, yeah. impact. That's yeah. what we're doing. We've There's got our scrolling tickers uh, to keep you informed. We've got our sources of data. If you wanted to check out Sonar at this point. A big opportunity. Well, yeah. well. Thank you for joining us. Described and, and, and right here. That. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> anytime. Am I invited back? Every time. Craig, fit us into yeah. your busy schedule. Next anytime. Friday, you have to interview that Taylor Swift uh, documentary. Oh, we got to talk with that. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. But that guy Tom on YouTube who said we review too many movies. We'll have to. We'll have uh, to give him a special Taylor Swift. <laughs> we'll have to do a T Swift. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the the whole thing is like. We we talk about freight all the time, yeah. and I think sometimes it's good to, for people to have personal, like a personal connection to you and Chad and and us because we we live lives. I mean, you people feel like the you know the thing about podcasts is interesting is that people feel like they're a part of your story. They get yeah. to know you, and uh, you know Taylor Swift is a part of me. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, it's an important part hey, of my life. Is my t- not t- t- it's very very. Uh, 
Brave of you to to admit admit that to a bunch of trucking <laughs> audience that I like T Swift. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't even have any daughters in the house. I I got a bunch of dudes. Yeah, yeah. But hey, she's voice. got a place in your heart. She yeah. does. Like, fills that daughter void. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, it's I music. I'd... You know, it's not. I don't even like. There's nothing more than just her music. I find her a fascinating caricature oh, yeah. of dancing and performance. And the reason is I bought YouTube Red, which is a video version of YouTube. Okay. And well, it's the un, it's the unlimited version of YouTube. And now I get most of my music from YouTube Red. And YouTube figured out that I would like Taylor Swift. Wow. And then I started watching her videos and I was impressed. She writes her own stuff. It's yeah. impressive. Me. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy all that. When we review the video, the edit seemed very controlled. There were storylines that were clearly removed. I, be, so she I could believe. Use the music. I haven't watched it, but I, I do believe that she probably at one point wrote all of her stuff. But I think. You know, she's a professional now. She's got an entire, yeah. she's worth a couple hundred million. Like, she's you a know business. The song structure, chorus, verse, verse, chorus. Put, do something. Yeah. She's an industry now. You become yeah. an industry. She's, she's, she's got, literally a she brand. She has people to help yeah. her do this stuff. Anyways. Right. Yeah. Well, Thanks, well, thank you, yeah. sir. You see, thank um, you, Greg. The blonde haired girl outside named Emily Zink. Could you please send her our way? <laughs> I thought you were getting me uh, all, all uh, happy that. Oh, 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 my, oh, wow. That that would be a moment. No, but we have a different kind of big deal. We have an... Oh, man. Maybe. Can you? Emily Zink wearing a vest. A yes. camouflage oh, vest. Oh, wow. If you were in the woods, nobody would be able to see you, though. You should be able Just to your arms. And she's the, the, the black. The, the Freight Waves TV deal. team black. Yes. Big deal. Little deal. Did you watch Miss Americana over the weekend? I have not, but you oh. were telling me about it, and everyone's talking about it, so I okay. need to watch it. Yeah. I guess she's very candid and very open about everything in I, life. I always use the excuse to my wife that, like, I, I work for a media company. Yeah, like, she's to. like, why you want, like, you can't get up to the Super Bowl? No, I, I got to review this on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a commercial you liked? Did you guys talk commercials? We did a little bit. Yep. I well, I hated I hated uh, Big Nut or whatever his name was, Baby Nut. It was very it was a rip off of of Baby Yoda, oh, yes, and yes, Baby yes. Yoda happened organically. Yes. He wasn't just a process. This was like a processed peanut, and it was like trying to pander. And I think that's why my reaction was so negative to it. I liked the Ellen DeGeneres one with yeah, her and Alexa? Portia Alexa. Yeah, yeah, that one was cute. The park, the car, that was smart. Yeah, big pappy was in it. Yeah, I was like, I was distracted. People were talking all around me. I couldn't focus even on the commercials. Yeah, Tell them be quiet. I, I know, man. Frustrated at a party like chicken that. wings. Yeah, I could see. You it. should probably watch it alone in your bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> I would enjoy it more. Well, probably one of, our, one of our questions we'll get to it is about okay. the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the champs, but. First off, Dooner. Yes. Virginia, Missouri, New York, and Wyoming state legislators are considering whether to require freight trains to have a minimum train crew size, which they say would make operations a lot safer. Several states have already done the same. Is this a big deal or a little deal? I think it's a little. I mean, when you read the what they're saying there, their verbiage, they're like, well, you see a train conductor, he can't call the police and pull the brake and, and ring a bell and like all these things when they're saying it, it's like, yeah, they could, they could totally automate all of that. Like trains are on rails. If you can automate anything, it should be a train. Right. I mean, so I think the only big deal is that they're kind of getting their way, I guess, but it's a little deal. I mean, uh, Life finds a way, and uh, and eventually it's going to be robots running these trains. This bill is intended to protect not only the public, but rail what road workers as well. Oh. That's what they said when All introducing right, John Henry. the bill. <laughs> so, Senate Bill 
S7151 is a big deal. Okay. Oh, forget about all this PSR nonsense. Yeah. We need humans. You ever see Unstoppable, okay. the Denzel Washington movie where the train can't stop? Mm-mm. And it like is it's like going to go through a town? No, is that It's as boring as that, a train action movie speed? sounds. Speed? No, it's that, called oh. No, it's called Unstoppable. And Denzel <laughs> yeah. Washington You thought speed took place on a plane. I I just have, I've really mis, misplaced <laughs> my speed. Yes. Okay, well a lot of you were probably eating some guacamole last mm. night. Holy so, moly. Holy guacamole, yes. Between 2001 and 2018, the average annual U.S. consumption of avocados increased from two pounds per person to nearly 7.5 mm. pounds. Is yeah. this a big deal or a little deal, Chad? This is a big deal. It's green gold. It's, oh, uh, yes. you know, there's a tight, there's a narrow little window on those avocados, I would say even more so than the yes. bananas, you know? Like, I mean, it's just like one day they're hard as a rock, the next day they're too soft and brown. You've got to get them. But man, when you do, it is perfection. Yeah, when Dixie is-, is having a Five for five sale, and five that's for how five. they get well, you. Good probably one usually right. ends up done being good already. Yeah. Well, in Southern California, for example, when I moved out there, like I'm from the Northeast, so avocados weren't a big thing, especially like yeah. in the '90s, early 2000s. Like they might have a California burger, and California, like if you put California yeah. in like white person territory, like Eddie, it's it just avocado. like a wedge. It's a wedge of avocado. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the white girl brunch. Yes. You know, it's like, I'm going to have the California avocado. Avocado toast is what's yes. making millennials poor. They, they, they are. Well, what's happening though, why this is a big deal is not what's at, like with the reefer containers and all that. Dean did this great sonar article. If you're a sonar subscriber, you probably got it over the weekend talking about all these avocados. But what's happening actually in Mexico is crazy. Like these towns are just besieged by gangsters, yeah. by, uh, by the, uh, the cartels who are forcing them to work. They're paying for protection. And some of these towns are now using like their own cartel methods of like stringing up gangsters from bridges and fighting back. Be a Patriot, kill a Viagra, which is one of the gangs out there. It's a, it's a violent world. Yeah. We had this as a big deal, little deal question about the cartels because the avocado industry in Mexico is huge. And then they're holding these families for ransom because they expect them to have so much money, which they do, but it's, it's just crazy. Or sometimes just slave labor, just work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get it done. It just ain't right. Well, you guys talked about the coronavirus, and mm. here's another story dealing with that. Apple has released a statement saying they're closing all their stores, corporate offices, and contact centers in China until February 9th due to the coronavirus. Dooner, is this a big deal or a little deal? It's a big deal in a couple senses. One is that perception is reality. So when to Americans, Americans know what Apple is. So when the coronavirus takes a bite out of Apple, people notice that and when they see the market going down people start getting fearful and that's when they start getting bearish instead of bullish about stuff so we covered a lot of the health impacts but then just like with the trade war the things that didn't happen there's that specter of what may happen and yes it's a big deal because this can influence uh perception yeah well you know and but that's what it is it is perception and it's only till february 9th which is just kind of an extension of when things were already shut down anyway so it's it's a temporary it's a blip on the radar and for that reason i say Little deal. Okay. Well, we have a lot of food-related ones today. Here's another one. Swedish meatballs. Meatballs, excuse me. Meatballs. Meatballs. I put a little sweet accent on that. Are Are going digital. IKEA is going to apply the same digital supply chain fundamentals they use for moving their dressers to their food service division. Chad, big deal or little deal? Uh, You know, while it doesn't sound appetizing to me, uh, you know, it's an interesting uh, idea that Ikea's done, right? Where they're they're serving people in their uh, furniture uh, warehouses and actually food apparently... 
took up, I think they were it comprised, I don't know, a couple of billion, but 5% of their overall profits. So that's pretty interesting. And basically what they're doing is food service is a different kind of supply chain than what they've mastered with the, with the furniture. They're digitizing their supply chain for food. It's a big deal. They're a big player. Uh, so okay. good job. Way to digitize that meatball. Yeah, I, I think impressed. it's a, no, it's a big because yeah. it is pretty cool. So they, their original concept was like, let's serve some food in the middle of the store. Like when you go in there, you, your kid will want an ice cream cone. They'll make you linger longer yep. and think about your purchase. And then the more time you invest in the store, you're like, well, I've been here for two hours. I should probably buy something. I've wasted yeah. so much time. And if you yeah. leave, you know, might yeah. not come back. And then you get home and it, it, you try to put the thing together and it never looks <laughs> like how you looked in the store. Right, and you realize that smaller. it's got a cardboard back or like particle board. And it looks so much nicer in the store. Um, that's pretty amazing though. They turned that into five percent of their business. It's a two point eight eight seven billion dollar business, Chad. Yes. Um, and it's just smart of them. We tell everybody to digitize their supply chains to get digital <laughs> because the, if you think about it, like in a in a business of transactions, the easiest way to find revenue is to not spend it and to optimize the movement of your freight flow. I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. <laughs> they must have been listening to off the supply chain, right? <laughs> instead of yeah, instead of uh, what the truck. They must have. So That's why they I, were so misled. I was wondering about this, and now the next question, we have a number to actually back it up, because I knew something was going on. Back uh-huh. in 1978, airlines offered around 36 inches of legroom. Today, that space <laughs> is as it's little- It's not just you getting bigger. As 28 inches. But the FAA doesn't seem to be too concerned. They say they're more focused on the airlines and not the airline consumers. Is this a big deal or a little deal? As someone with long legs, what I wish they would do is just take away the ability to lean back. If you're going to take away so much leg room, you can't let people recline no. anymore. Because, like, not only does it knock over your drink tray, like, into you, but, like, there literally is just not that much. And then the person, like, looks back. They're like, what? Are you putting your knees into my seat? And it's like, no, they're, my <laughs> knees yeah. are into your seat. Now, stop leaning back. I don't I understand it makes people me wanna, who like, flick recline. their ears, and I get so annoyed. You're going back like two inches. It's really not helping you. It's not cool, man. It's whatever it is. So what do you think? Big deal or little deal on that one? It will be a big deal when they start, stop letting people recline. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's... It's a problem. It's a, I think it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's, they squeeze, they're squeezing us. They're squeezing us. They're trying to fit more people on there. They're trying to jam more people up to the front and, and pay more. It's a bit of a health concern. It actually is. People are getting blood clots and, uh, and just feeling like they're, they're getting low, lower back and neck pain uh, on longer flights. And, you know, you don't really, you can't, you got to fight for it. You know, yeah. it's a, Protect like us, a, FAA. It's, it's almost like a human yeah. rights thing. Come on, FAA. Yeah, where are you, FAA? Yeah, where are you yeah. at? Except You're in cahoots care. with all the... They, they really don't. No. They care about the airlines I, and I your mean, safety. They really not do. Your well, they squeeze safety. on everyone, too. How much anxiety do you get now when you just have your carry-on, you just have a backpack, and they're like, oh, we're not going... Like, you have to gate check it. Yes. You can't. There's not going to be any room. But right. I'll tell you, most of these airlines... Here, here's a little, here's little secret, everybody. Secret to all the What the Truck universe. When they scan your barcode, they have no idea what group you're in. Okay, so if you want to go in with group one, feel free. Oh, right. Yeah, I do that. Not saying I've tested a million times or not. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I do that. When yeah. I'm like, I don't like that cast system. I'm, I'm standing here system, ready to go. Yeah, and I'm not, shouldn't be in zone five. Yeah. How do they even pick those zones? I know. Like, they're, they're, they're like calling you. There's like I'm booked on time. And, yeah, it's, it doesn't make me feel good about myself. Well, this next story, a lot of people around the office have been talking about. Trader <laughs> Joe's <laughs> says its real estate team has recently checked uh, out many Tennessee towns, mm-hmm. including Chattanooga, but they will not confirm 
If that Nor tour is coming, yes, yes, confirm or deny if they're coming to town. Chad, is this a big deal or a little deal? I think it'd be fun to have a Trader Joe's, but I've never had a like a like you know. I've only DJs. been into a You've couple all- of them, oh. so I. But I would, I would definitely, um, you know, I would, I would be a customer. I would yeah. find some. Things. I think you would. You'd like TJ's. I, I. Well, it's a little so, deal because they're just big deal oh. for Chattanooga's downtown economy. I'm going to say little deal because if you read the article, they're like, yeah, we're thinking about it. It's oh, like, they will. It, they will. Well, they, but they're, yeah. they're just thinking about it. And they actually, Trader Joe's doesn't open that many no. stores. They only opened 11 stores in the entire country last year. They're not expanding like I think the, it's uh, 20 to 30 is the, is the plan now. They or, actually, well, they well, actually said look, that though. They yeah. look at a lot of really weird things like the number of PhDs, the number of even college graduates. Huh. I guess right, well, because what about bing, bing, and Chad. <laughs> what about JP? Yeah, JP. Yeah. Yeah. Half our office yeah. could really help that. Yeah, yeah I, not, article, not Emily and I, but yeah. that's all right. We'll shop at the Trader Joe's. Well, you said college educated. Okay, we yes. are. Yes, we are. Yeah. I'm sure but they yeah. look for lo- lots of media that. talent. Yeah. Media you know, talent. That, that must be. We're, pump, we're pumping you up. <laughs> yeah, right here, Trader Joe's. Well, one thing I like about Trader Joe's, though, is like I know the layout of it so well. It's very easy to shop. Like, uh, it really You kind of go on rails. You like you start in that, that freezer, the gro- I mean, the um, the cheese, and then yeah. you have like, <laughs> yeah. And don't oh, they have chips. the two-buck chuck where you can yes. get the cheap one? No, well, some do. It depends on what state you live in. Yeah, it all depends. Yeah. But it, it'll be cool, like, if they open, it'll be cool. But I heard they're going to put it by the Taco Nuga, like where there's no parking already in that parking lot and the family dollar. That would be a nightmare because they so have to figure out the infrastructure. To the, what's the family the, the dollar? Win, that's nowhere near the Or whatever that is. The Dollar Tree? No, it's a family dollar. Okay. Next to Taco Mamacita. Oh, next to oh, Taco, Taco Mamacita. Mama yeah, in oh, that lot where you can't oh. park anyway at By night. By milk and honey. And yeah. Yeah. Now, that's actually probably a pretty good place. But they need to get it's, a much bigger parking spot. You need to get a lot or a parking garage. Yeah. Well, we're trying to solve the world's parking problems, too, at Freight Waves, right? Well, they got to do something we're about it. Truck parking or own parking. It'll be terrible. Oh my! Well, we'll see if they come. I've I guess saved we'll a lot to, of money. We'll have to be hip, and we'll have yeah. to just we'll just have to Uber in. Oh. Right? We'll just yeah. have to lift. We'll, we'll carpool. We'll carpool. Okay. Chad Boblett must have saved a lot of money. He didn't eat for twenty one days. <laughs> he went on a twenty one day like water <laughs> yeah. fast. Where you he just does drink it once water. A, once a year. He doesn't better eat. man than me. Yeah. Yeah. Any fasts. I would be once I, a week. If I did, I'd be miserable to be around. I literally would be miserable. I get hangry. The reason I did thirty six hours, and I had to stop because I had I had to do. I, I gotta talk. Like I, I need, <laughs> I need that food to break the yeah. blood brain barrier. Well, it's like also blood sugar. It's really connected to spiritual disciplines and practices. Yeah, I got none I of that. I think is like to try to make you like contemplative. Yeah, and you know, focused on. So I think it would be hard to to be on the media. I know. Yeah, like, We'd have some really bad with the trucks. Yeah, yeah that. you'd be low energy, all that. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs win their first Super Bowl wimp, since... Wimp, wimp, no, Richard Nixon was in office. Yeah, is this a big deal or a little deal, Dooner? Uh, it's a big deal. They, didn't, they hadn't won in my lifetime, so a pretty big deal, right? They won, in, I believe, in January of 1970. Yeah. Long, long, long time ago. Uh, big win, classic team. I like when the classic teams win. I'm glad that Andy Reid... Was able was to excited. get a championship. His wife said that he is as calm as a cucumber. Not as cool as a cucumber, but as calm as a cucumber. Whatever that um, is. It was a pretty good game. It was it was weird not having a villain like the Patriots in that yeah. role. Because, like, neither team you really hated. There were times when the game didn't almost feel... It was a good game, but not always Super Bowl quality with the quarterbacks throwing some yeah. stupid passes. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, just some just like kind of boneheaded throws. And then, like, a lot of my 49er friends, all they want Tom Brady... Which you're not getting. He's coming here to the Titans, but they want Tom Brady. <laughs> they're already giving up on Jimmy G, which they're saying that oh. he's just a guy, not the guy. But uh, if they remember when he was out, they lost like nine games in a row. And yeah. since he's been in, they've won like 
I don't know. They have like over 800. He's good. He's young. They yeah. should they yeah, should give him a break. Time. It is a big deal. Uh, I was more cheering for my my uh, 49ers because that's, that's my childhood team growing up. Um, so a little nostalgia there. They're a really good team. I like, I like the discipline of, but yes, all of the things that you just said. Also, Andy Reid is the longest he's, he's coached for 21 years. Yeah. It's the long, it's the longest tenure of coaching before then winning your first Super Bowl. I'm happy for him. He said he's going to yeah. eat not just a cheeseburger, but a double cheeseburger. <laughs> I like that. I like, I know what yeah. I appreciate about him. I like too. him. We we were called a bunch of dads on here, and one of the he did like the daddiest thing when they uh-huh. when he after he won the NFC champ or the AFC championship they said what are you gonna what are you gonna do and how are you gonna celebrate and he's like I'm gonna eat a cheeseburger and go to bed yeah. and I was like that sounds so nice that sounds yeah. refreshing that just sounds good that's cool no I was definitely he's a, he was a sentimental you know favorite yeah. tough life too I, one I of his sons committed suicide I know, I yeah that. yeah wow. had had addiction issues I think yeah and some some struggles and. Uh, yeah, so uh, a great story there. Everybody loves some Patrick Mahomes. They do. They love there. him. They I, th- I think the NFL kind of wanted them to win. It's good to see the AFC get some powerhouses in there. Mm. They, you know, the AFC's only had two uh, two dynasties, really, the Steelers and, and the Patriots. They need they need a little more flex in there. What yeah. about the four years of the Bills lo- losing? But lo- losing every Super Bowl, right? The Bills. The Bills. Poor Bills. Yeah. They were even in the playoffs this year. And I hey, think people forget. They, did they play? The, yeah, I thought they were going to beat the Texans. That was just all right. Let's. Uh, so, Emily, what's coming up on Freightways TV? This well, week? have you said anything about your new show starting? Well, let's go. For, first of all, we have great quarter okay. guys tomorrow, which has Kevin okay. Hill, right? 2 yes. p.m. tomorrow. Kevin Hill is on that show with with Andrew. I was going to say Andrew McCarthy. Nope. No, it's not Andrew, Andrew Cox. McCarthy. Andrew Cox. <laughs> On that show, they're probably gonna they're gonna get micro on some company or other. It's gonna be amazing. Probably though. talking about earnings again. A lot of earnings coming out this week. But then, 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 then on Wednesday at one o'clock, put that coffee down. I'm excited. Whoa, put it down. The inaugural debut. The sales podcast for closers. We are gonna be talking about lead generation. You can't get nowhere without the leads. It's all about the leads. We're talking about how you get them. And we're also gonna talk about dissecting job postings a little bit too. Okay. Because a lot of times you'll see like a job posting. And we'll tell you if it's either like a pyramid scheme or it's uh, a lot of times mar- the, like they'll call something a marketing job. But it'll really be like a, a like thing to look out for is whenever it says like unlimited income or work your own hours. Oh, that, that yeah. means you're going to be selling crap to oh, your family. Yeah. No, unlimited you. income. Yeah. Unlimited income. Yeah. There's no stopping this train. I love the where the name came from. <laughs> yeah. The video clip that you sent. What movie? Do you remember the title of the movie? Yeah, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. An amazing, an amazing film. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was really cool when you said that clip. So, no, I'm looking forward to that show, and a lot of people from outside these walls will be a part of it, which is oh, yeah. great. I love getting outsiders on the inside on our show, and so a lot going on. A lot of podcasts just continuing to build. We all, we already have a few sponsors for Put That Coffee Down, but if you are interested, reach out to me at Timothy Dooner uh, or Emily Zink, and we'll get you in touch with the right people who can set you up on that. Because we, I mean, that's something we can really scale to. We know a lot of people are going to be tuning in. And the reception so far on LinkedIn has been just Huge. amazing. Yeah. Kevin's put it out there. I've put it out there. And people are like, thank God it's about time. And all right, so we'll bring it to you. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. And if you miss anything, download the Freightways TV app. Mm-hmm. I get notifications every time. I get so excited because oh, it's cool because yeah. a lot of people use their work email so I can see what companies they're at. So oh. it's really neat to see. And just hearing that people still hey. are watching their You want to get in Emily's yeah. good graces, just download the Freightways TV app. She'll get pinged. She will personally get pinged. She'll know and yeah. she'll be like, oh, I like that sweet. person. I like that guy. Let's do or something girl. nice for them. Yeah. Or non-binary yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Dog, he, him, she, her, cat. I don't know dogs. Maybe I could get my dog on there. We'll see. Uh, Freightonomics, Zach was on earlier. Yes. That's on at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Yes. 
2 p.m. Thursday, there'll be a new Freightways Insiders from um, Air from Cargo, Air Cargo 2020, I think. Yeah. It's Glenn Patton from Roanoke. That'll be good. Talking about risk and all that stuff. Friday, we'll be right back at you with another What the Truck at 1 p.m. That's all the live stuff. And then all around it, all day live streams. Yep. Freightways TV app, Freightways LinkedIn, YouTube. 9 to 4.30 every day. Facebook, 9 to 4.30. Amazing stuff. Anything else? Anything else to look forward to? No. Little, uh, freight updates, those kind of things? Freight updates. We got yeah. one today. We're talking. Craig was on talking about oil, price of oil. For freight updates. Yeah. Follow her at Emily Zink. Follow him at Chad Prevost. Follow me at Timothy Dooner. And keep on listening to What the Truck. Now a little cowbell for all of you who are really hungover and sat through this. If you enjoyed the Super Bowl and had to go to work. That cowbell's not going to help. Thanks for tuning in. Do you guys think the day after Super Bowl should be a holiday? Yeah. Yes. The day after. Apparently 10 million Americans do make it a holiday. Well, there's but there's like 800 million Americans. Yeah, I know. That's so really a small percentage. I guess it won't be a holiday anytime soon. So, watch what the truck. <laughs> Bye.